Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another exciting episode of Thriller Coin Talk. Today is January 31st, 2021, and we are talking Bitcoin in February. That's right, your favorite episode of the month. <laughs> this is the uh, monthly Bitcoin episode that we do and that uh, pretty much everybody uh, subscribes to in the Bitcoin space. I mean, this is the one that everybody looks forward to. This is our most downloaded episode our most highly looked at episode. This is the one that keeps everybody informed about where Bitcoin is going. And rightly so. I mean, we are pretty damn accurate, right? I mean, last month we told you that we were going down significantly in price. And lo and behold, uh, we went down in, in price in Bitcoin. Uh, a lot of people were, were telling you that we were going to the moon and, you know, good old car was like, yeah, I wish. <laughs> We got to 42K though, which was pretty awesome, but we went back down to reality. And uh, if you look at the price today, we are uh, looking pretty good. It's not, I mean, it's not too bad, right? I mean, it, it it could be worse, but it's not too bad, right? We're sitting right around 33K, but this month is, uh, is kind of all over the place with what's going on, probably taking the... Uh, the main stage this month is Wall Street bets. If you haven't heard about what's going on with Wall Street bets, this past week it just kind of erupted. And now it's colliding with crypto and Bitcoin here at the end of the week. We're going to talk about this here at the top of the show because it's going to affect the entire financial markets. And, and that includes here uh, Bitcoin this month. And uh, yeah, so let's... Let's jump into that here first. Um, yeah, let's let's do that first. And before we jump into anything else, because I really want to get into Bitcoin market health. I want to get into uh, trading shot charts. I want to get into what we need to look out for. I want to get into what we need to keep in mind. I want to get into key takeaways. I want to get into everything that you guys expect. But let's kind of give, let's catch everybody up to speed because I feel like you know, if, if you were if you were just working and, and, and not really paying attention to the mainstream news, um, then you probably would have got lost and you probably just need to catch up. So let's do a quick little refresher on what's going on with Wall Street bets. Let's do that now. We have some breaking news right now on what has turned into uh, the soap opera and uh, saga of the markets right now, and that is the story of GameStop. GameStop has captivated Wall Street's attention. The stock's rise has been otherworldly, but the obsession isn't just with the rally. It's with who's making money off of it. Legions of individual investors on social platforms like Reddit are going up against fancy, well-funded, professional Wall Street traders, and the little guy is winning for now. GameStop shares have soared over 1,600% so far this year. Just in the past week, the stock jumped 400%. But experts can't find a fundamental reason for the stock's success, meaning there's nothing about GameStop's business model that's driving the rally. GameStop lost $795 million in 2019, and analysts estimate that the company lost hundreds of millions of dollars again in 2020. This stock has completely disconnected from the fundamentals. The company's fundamentals are heading uh, in the opposite direction of the stock price. Instead, the mob of traders on Reddit is now focused on going after one of the most elite insidery clubs of all time, Wall Street hedge funds, and they want to cause as much financial pain as possible. Melvin Capital is now out of the stock. Uh, they've taken uh, a rather huge loss.
GameStop first went public in 2002. It was once a brick and mortar mainstay of shopping malls. You could buy the latest PlayStation or Xbox games there and then trade them in for cash when you beat them. But in recent years, most gamers now get their titles via digital downloads, not physical CDs. There's been basically a 15 year trend away from packaged video game distribution to digital game distribution. Fast forward to August of 2020. That's when Ryan Cohen, an activist investor and entrepreneur who co-founded online pet store Chewy, spent $76 million to buy 9 million shares of GameStop, according to SEC filings. In November 2020, he wrote a letter to the board urging them to shift their focus away from brick-and-mortar retail and toward building a robust e-commerce platform. About two months later, GameStop added Cohen, along with two of his former Chewy colleagues, to its board. The stock popped about 13% the day the announcement was made, but at that point, GameStop's trading frenzy had little to do with Ryan Cohen. However, the company's rise can be attributed to something else, short selling. Short sellers come in and they borrow the stock, say 100 shares uh, of GameStop, and then they sell it into the market, hoping that it's going to drop. Because then if it drops, they can buy it back lower priced and pocket the difference between what they've borrowed it for and what they sold it for. And what's the single most shorted stock on Wall Street? GameStop. Over 130% of its available shares have been borrowed in so short. Enter the David of the David versus Goliath story, individual investors. Wall Street calls them retail traders, and their ranks have grown significantly. An estimated 10 million new brokerage accounts have been opened in the past year alone. And it's become a lot easier to gamble on the stock market because you have a phone, and you have apps on the phone that enable you to trade stocks almost instantaneously. And day trading, the practice of buying and selling stocks every day to profit off the daily market moves, has shot through the roof with commission-free apps like Robinhood, especially with so many people stuck at home while social distancing during the coronavirus pandemic. And because it's 2021, these 10 million newly minted amateur stock traders can all talk to each other on social media, like Reddit. And one subreddit in particular, Wall Street Bets. The subreddit Wall Street Bets has a colorful, not safe for work reputation, one it seems to revel in. The forum proudly bills itself as, quote, like 4chan found a Bloomberg terminal and has a history rife with harassment and obscenities. Wall Street Bets is one forum that has become pretty popular with day traders. They pick a stock, they run with it, they tell each other, hold, don't buy, when to buy. And we've seen this phenomenon happen in the past year. GameStop is just the latest example. So to recap, GameStop is the most shorted stock in the market. Certain hedge funds and professional traders have done their due diligence and believe the company's business is suffering and therefore have placed sizable bets that the shares will fall. And now a ragtag team of average Joe traders has decided on a subreddit to buy the stock and send the price higher. They've even gotten high profile billionaires cheering them on. So now we've got what the pros call a short squeeze. A short squeeze is when the opposite happens. Essentially, it goes against you. So you borrow that stock at 30, you sell it into the market and you hope it goes to 25. Wait a minute, it doesn't. It goes to 35. Now you're sitting there trying to decide, oh my God, what am I going to do? Well, maybe it'll go back down to 25 and I'll make money. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll go to 40 and I'll get really killed. It's called buying it back. Now you have a loss. Instead of having that stock where you borrowed it and you sold it at 30 and you want to buy it back at 25, well, now you're buying it back at 35. So what are you doing? You're losing money. So the retail folks are buying GameStop stock, which sends the price higher. There are enough buyers to, at least in this case, uh, squeeze some of the short sellers. So they are having this outsized impact on specific stocks. And now the shorts have to buy in order to cover their losses, and that buying drives the price up even more. And while, yes, the Reddit retail traders do want to make money off the speculative bets, this army of normals, if you will, has a larger purpose. Target the hedge funds, punish the pros who made billions of dollars profiting off a financial system so complex that a regular person can't compete. In short, take down the man. You see it with sort of villainizing these short sellers where they kind of go after them. The effort has been somewhat successful. Hedge fund Melvin Capital closed its short position at a loss, according to reporting from CNBC's Andrew Ross Sorkin. And short seller Andrew Leff from Citroen Research said his firm had to bail on its short position at a 100% loss. The phenomenon seems to extend beyond just GameStop. Other stocks appear to be targeted by the Reddit crowd as well. What's going on is that the Wall Street bet people are looking at what the high short interest is, whether it be uh, the short interest in GameStop, whether it be the short interest in Bed Bath and beyond, the short interest in AMC. 
Both of these stocks are up triple digits this month as well. So the little guy is winning, for now at least. So there's an old saying on Wall Street, don't mistake the market going up for you being a genius. GameStop is arguably a relic of a bygone era of shopping malls. There are serious concerns about the sustainability of its business model, but the stock is at an all-time high. It's very dangerous before using the word bubble, because, especially because the stock market is already at record high. A lot of strategists are saying where GameStop is trading is not matching its fundamentals. It will eventually come back to Earth. In the interim, there are serious questions about the legality of the behavior on Reddit, and if the collective targeting of hedge funds could add up to something like collusion or market manipulation. Analysts and finance professors that I've talked to say that whatever grabs the headline is likely what the SEC is looking into. Observers are also questioning if this is just the work of retail traders anymore, or if the professionals are now playing both sides of the trade. You talk about 70, 80 million shares traded yesterday alone. They're not out there able to trade that much stock in one day. That's institutional money. Who do you think is manipulating this stock? Well, that's the problem. How do you know who's manipulating the stock at this point? I mean, people are liking to tell a David versus Goliath story, but are you entirely sure that's right? Are you entirely sure that there are wealthy people on both sides? That hedge funds haven't moved in on the side of the people who've bid up the price of uh, game stock? And that's what happens when you don't have an honest market. The retail brokerages, for their part, started responding to the frenzy on Wednesday when TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab imposed trading restrictions on GameStop, movie theater chain AMC, as well as other names. Free trading pioneer Robinhood followed suit on Thursday, only allowing customers to sell these specific stocks, but prohibiting them from buying. It pains us to have had to impose these restrictions, and we're going to do what we can to uh, enable trading in these stocks as soon as we can. The unprecedented trading activity and volume that started the whole phenomenon, along with the moves from Robinhood, have all caught the attention of Washington regulators. The Biden administration says the SEC is monitoring the current activity. Uh, we, of course, respect the role of regulatory agencies. Um, uh, they are closely monitoring the situation. And now, congressional lawmakers have called for hearings. Incoming chairman of the Senate Banking Committee, Sherrod Brown, now says that he wants to hold a hearing on the current state of the stock market. We reached out to GameStop for comment, but the company didn't respond in time for publication. No one knows for sure how or when this will end. Wall Street veterans are certain it won't be pretty for the retail crowd. I'm not damning them. I'm just saying, from my experience, this will end in tears. Yeah, so it's it's looking like there is a lot of people upset and we have multiple, multiple, multiple groups from all sides uh, giving their opinion on this. So right off the bat, uh, the SEC already released a note about the GameStop uh, debacle this week. Um, we have Hester Pierce, a.k.a. Crypto Mom. Uh, she's looking into it. She said, in addition, we will act to protect retail investors when the facts demonstrate abusive or manipulative trading activity that is prohibited by the federal securities laws. Uh, market participants should be careful to avoid such activity. Likewise, issuers should ensure compliance with federal securities laws for any contemplated offers or sales of their own securities. Um, if you look on Wall Street Bets right now on Reddit, there's talk of a crash in the market for the first week of February. Right now, they're blaming Wall Street Bets for the crash if uh, if this happens. Um, so the end game is here, ladies and gentlemen. And um, this is all coordinated by the powers that be, right? So they're trying to get public support for more government regulations and that they're going to try to blame it on Wall Street bets. Um, and uh, because of all this, Bitcoin is affected, right? Because we know a lot of institutional money has already been allocated to Bitcoin. And if we do see a coordinated crash in the traditional markets this week, we could see Bitcoin fall back to 24K support lines or even possibly 18 or even 19, 20K support lines, because we know 24K is that main support line, and then below that is 18K support lines. So yes, it's uh, it's looking like that is a possibility. So definitely keep that in mind. And I want to start off with just that right in front of your face, because that is 
a possibility and a, and a kind of a wild turn that you should be aware of here to start off the first week of February. <laughs> it's wild times. It is wild times indeed. Uh, what do I think of all this? Uh, I think the market is speculation, right? Um, you know, we speculate here in the Bitcoin and the crypto space. For me, that's like one of the, the funnest things to do. I think they should leave the market alone. To be honest with you, this is all risk, right? Uh, <laughs> and they'll think next time before they try to short in a stock, right? Uh, <laughs> so like if, if, they, if, they, if they have to go up against, you know, some Redditors, uh, then they have to go against some Redditors. That's just the way it is from now on. Uh, too bad. Uh, adjust, <laughs> right? Uh, it, it's just the way it is. Get used to it. Uh, too bad. <laughs> um, it, it's it's almost as if, and you know, I see this a lot in, in my daily job, right? You have some of these older people in their positions and they don't know how to get out of their own way in regards to like new technological advances, right? Uh, they're stuck in their own way of doing things. They want to keep doing it that way. Well, too bad. The world evolved. It left you behind. Retire or get out of the way. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just the way it is, you know, and, and one of the last things that no one is really mentioning out there that really kind of frustrates me. And, and this this is what I talk a lot about. This is why I'm so bullish on Bitcoin is so many people out there don't have a retirement, right? They don't have a 401k. No one is teaching people how to fucking invest, right? No one's teaching them how to dollar cost average, uh, right? It, you know, everybody's learning either through YouTube or through podcasts or or through how any means necessary they can learn. They're scraping up any dollar they can to put away into savings or in a shoebox or however they're doing it uh, right now to, to make ends meet, right? Uh, you know, so the fact that people are, you know, pulling together all the data and, and putting it into a, a Reddit board and trying to learn off each other and, and trying to, you know, you know, get some gains, right? To me, that's an accomplishment, right? That's that's sourcing the data together and pulling in everybody's capital and um, trying to make it work for everybody, right? And that's one of the main reasons why I, I say that, you know, fuck the institutional investor, <laughs> you know, that wants to come out on top every fucking time. Like, the hell with them. If they don't like it, you know, Go find an easier way to make money out there. I'm sure there's a million ways you can make money. The fact that you're trying to short a stock and you're crying about it, I'm sorry. Go out and do it a different way. It just really pisses me off, the fact that they're trying to manipulate the market the way they can. And to be honest with you, right, this is why this is why people are upset. And, you know, quite frankly, I'm glad. I'm glad this is kind of happening right now. Because what this is going to do, this is going to make people rebel. This is going to make people, you know, start waking up because this is what happens when people are slowly waking up and understanding how real money works, how the market really works and how and just how corrupt and just how, you know, really corrupt the system really is. Right. And then I can't wait till they, till they really start looking into how money works. Because once they find out how money really works, then they'll start looking into how Bitcoin works. And then it's game over. Let's get into a trading shot chart. So we got one trading shot chart here to look at, and it's pretty straightforward, really straightforward. We have a bullish cross coming up here tomorrow. If we hit that bullish cross, then we are headed on the uptrend here going into the first week of February. Now, like I said, if a coordinated crash happens and they blame it on Wall Street bets, like it's being rumored right now through the Reddit boards, well, then all bets are off. But still, I think we will recuperate by the end of February going into March, like we have already said in the past month.
because we actually are seeing a number of new addresses and we are right where we were in December of 2020. You remember exactly what happened in December of 2020, right? That's when we had that humongous run. Yeah, so we're, we're right back where we were here at the end of December. That's what's, that's what's kind of unfortunate right now is because we have all this going on and we were we were right we're right there <laughs> so so that's that's one thing to keep an eye out for uh, another thing that we should also mention is according to stock to flow we should be at 44k 46k right now here in february the fact remains though we are currently at 33k and if you remember according to the 457 percent bitcoin theory that we created last year um damn that is so accurate it's crazy how accurate that theory ended up becoming um dang it's so crazy anyway according to that 57 percent bitcoin theory that we created last year uh, we should be back at 34k and tomorrow we're at 33k right now tomorrow we'll probably be at 34k so we actually hit that right right smack dab in the middle so it turns out that theory is actually more accurate than we could have ever predicted and we, we created that last march if you remember right before the whole you know covid dropped in march so if we use that as a base we can start looking you know towards where we're going to be at as a base for every month this year and we're definitely going to use that as a base so 34k in february seems like a good base i do think we are gonna be running towards the uptrend here in February, towards the end. Some of you might not know, but we, uh, shortly after we released Bitcoin in January last month, uh, we changed our path. Uh, that's right, we changed our path. This is why it's important to, to sign up to Thriller Premium. Seriously, we changed our path uh, about a week later, and uh, we are now a believer in the double top. Uh, that's right. We are a believer that Bitcoin is going to hit 75K by the end of March. And we released a lot of uh, information. Uh, we released a lot of data, analytics, uh, facts, um, and just a lot of uh, information and podcasts around that here in January. If you want to find out more about why that is, go back and listen to January's episodes. Um, you have to sign up though, unfortunately, uh, I'll try to cover as much as I can here in this episode. But like I said, we really dive into it here in, in all of January and we've been diving into it for the most part and through their coin talk and through their insights and through their rundown through all our episodes here in January, we've been covering a lot of it. So you really kind of just have to be subscribed to it. Um, so a, a lot of what you're hearing right now is, is kind of just a you know a small little recap of what we already discussed this month. Um, so yeah, we're we're just a we're just a big believer in the double top, um, and 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 yeah, I, I'm already 100% sold on that at this point. Uh, and yeah, so basically, what that means is we're gonna hit 75k here by the end of March. And and I've already said that you know. Uh, you know, there's a possibility that we could hit it by, you know, between the end of March and the first or second week of April. But I think it's going to happen somewhere in between there. Uh, and then we're going to, you know, of course, you know, fall back down and then we're going to hit another another run towards the end of the year. Uh, and then we'll, we'll know the date as we get closer. But um, but yeah, we've come to that conclusion. Uh, and when we've, of course, given why that is and. Right now, we're going to discuss our key takeaways, and a lot of this stuff is the reason why <laughs> we're going to hit 75K here fairly soon. 
<laughs> and and uh, a lot of the stuff that came out this Friday was one of the reasons why, you know, we accurately, um, I, I don't even want to call it predicted anymore. I'm just going to call it we accurately reported um, why this was going to happen. And then lo and behold, it, you know, we, we reported that it was going to happen two weeks ago. And then it, it came out this past Friday and we were like, bazinga <laughs> because it, it it came out just like just like we said it was uh, which was really kind of strange but you know I've, I've at this point i've you know we've been right pretty accurate for a really long time i just don't even yeah it's just it's just the way it is with that let's get into let's get into our key takeaways It's just a storm of, of, of key takeaways here. I mean, Visa may add cryptocurrencies to its payment network. And this is coming from Al Kelly. He said it during his earnings call, right? So their strategy here is to work with wallets and exchanges to enable users to purchase these currencies using their Visa credentials and then to able to cash out, just like kind of how you do it with Square. But the, the difference is here is that they're gonna be able to utilize their digital currency platforms and wallets and then be able to choose right there on the wallet itself or on the uh, Visa credit card itself. And then we've already had uh, the currency of the comptroller's office give the okay <laughs> for this. So once digital currency becomes a recognized means of exchange, there's no reasons why you know they couldn't add it to the network. And then they support over 160 currencies today. So this is gonna happen worldwide. Um, and then we already know that BlockFi, Fold, and BitPanda are amongst the uh, front runners for this. So look for that to happen later this year freaking bullish news we also have blackrock entering the bitcoin market right so the world's largest largest asset manager with 7.8 trillion dollars under management appears to have granted at least two of its funds the ability to invest in bitcoin futures right and then we also have to remember harvard yale brown have been buying bitcoin for at least a year that's according to coindesk this past week so bullish man so bullish we also have the united states federal reserve officials voted this past wednesday to keep monetary conditions at historical loose levels while waiting for the economy to heal good luck with that <laughs> the federal open market committee will keep the target rate for federal funds in the range of zero to 0.25 percent and the fed plans to keep buying 80 billion of u.s treasury bonds and 40 billion of, of agency mortgage backed securities every month because inflation has been running persistently below 2%. We'd like to see it run moderately above 2% for some time. That's according to Jerome Powell. Yeah, great judgment in that, Jerome. Um, there's just so much bullish news uh, that the world needed even more bullish news, so they created MicroStrategy. <laughs> and so what did they decide to do? Well, Michael Saylor said, you know what? Let's create a conference and let's create a Bitcoin conference centered around how to teach publicly traded companies to invest a significant amount of money from their treasury into Bitcoin. And that's exactly what he's doing this week on February 3rd and 4th. And so they're having a conference here, which we'll be covering um, here on Thriller Insider. And they're going to show everybody how to, that's right, invest their money into into bitcoin for their companies and uh this this is groundbreaking it's uh it's never been done before and uh we could potentially see uh, a tremendous amount of money enter bitcoin and not only enter bitcoin it's gonna stay there right 
So they're not going to be pulling in and pulling out like retail investors. It's going to stay there for a very long time. And then that's happening this week. So bullish as hell. And then you have Ray Dalio appears to have warmed up a bit further <laughs> to Bitcoin and, and, and uh, cryptocurrency. He says, I greatly admire how Bitcoin has stood the test of 10 years of time, not only in this regard, but also in how its technology has been working so well and how it hasn't been hacked. <laughs> he also agreed to deliver a keynote at Coindesk Consensus here in late May. Yeah, he sounds like he's about to make some friends during Consensus in late May. We'll also be covering that conference uh, via Thriller Insiders as well in May. Um, so it looks like a lot of people are dipping their toes, but there is one person who we said was going to be dipping his toes here very soon, and that is Elon Musk. He has become a Bitcoiner, and that happened here on Friday. He has his hashtag as his bio and Twitter. It just says Bitcoin, and he tweeted, in retrospect, it was inevitable. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, this, this legitimizes Bitcoin amongst technologists. There's a lot of people in the technology space, and I know because I, I work with a lot of people in technology in my day job. They make fun of Bitcoin, man. They've been making fun of Bitcoin for a long time. On Friday, not a fucking peep. Not a peep. It's because there's a lot of people who, who, who idolize Elon Musk. He's one of the smartest people on the planet. No one's making fun of Bitcoin anymore. Not in the technology space. Uh, this also speaks to Tesla and SpaceX adding Bitcoin to its balance sheet, a la MicroStrategy, and you know damn well that has already happened. No one's reporting it. Well, I'm reporting it. It has happened. <laughs> you don't need to wait for the press release. It has happened. Once the rumors started circulating in the Bitcoin space a couple weeks ago, we snipped that shit out. It has happened. Watch for Bitcoin to jump. Once it gets shown up on Coindesk, once it gets shown up on the blog, once these guys show up on Bloomberg, it's game over. Then you have Apple. Then you have Google. Everybody's asking, when are they going to start allocating Bitcoin? Then it's game over. Then it's 75K Bitcoin by March. Yeah. I'm not kidding, ladies and gentlemen. Bitcoin is going to 75K by the end of March, by mid-April. It's guaranteed. It's written in stone. It's going to happen. And that's Bitcoin in February. That's right. Um, we're using the 57 Bitcoin theory all year long. It seems to be a really good base for where everything's going to be at. Um, like I said, even if we do get to 75K by the end of March, beginning of April, it doesn't mean that we're not going to see a drop afterwards. We are definitely going to see a drop afterwards because we're supposed to be at 54K in May. So... We are going to see a run up. I do see that. And I know I'm probably the only person in the space saying that. And that's okay. I'm usually the only person right, too. <laughs> Let's get into Coin Talk. It is time. Coin talk, my favorite part of the day, your favorite part of the day, too. Um, I really don't have anything today. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I really don't have anything here. Usually I like to talk about something here. Uh, I don't have anything. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess I could mention something. So we were supposed to do a whole thriller uh, thriller uh, insider on Polkadot. That's still coming. I was going to do that last week. and we, we are about 50% of the way done with that. Uh, the only problem is last week we had Davos kind of snuck up on us. We have to we had to re readjust for that. So went ahead and worked on that instead. So 
got that out to y'all instead because that was vital with everything that was going on. Uh, and then, of course, we had to start, you know, getting all the data in for for today for for this. Um, so that kind of took took a lot of time to get this to y'all. Um, but yeah, look for but look for Polka Dot uh, Thriller Insider to come out this week. Um, and then, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. And then let's hope <laughs> no markets crash this week because we really don't want to have to um, we don't want to have to see that. Right. OK, so with that, let's get into our disclaimer. That's right. We have to roll the disclaimer because if we don't roll the disclaimer, you know, there's a possibility, you know, that uh, this new SEC chairman could could come after us. We don't know him. We don't know him that well. He's supposed to be pro Bitcoin, pro, you know, pro crypto. He might he might just let it slide, but he might not. You never know. It could be like Chairman Clayton, right? But uh, let's do it. Roll the disclaimer. Remember, Thriller's podcast is not good financial advice. He cannot have a future, even if he thinks can. He is just some dude trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time. All right, it's time for Coin Talk. And uh, you know what was really interesting on um on Friday, we saw we saw Bitcoin really run and and that was really fascinating. So I didn't mention it here at the top, but on Friday, one of the strangest things happened, right? So I immediately got a ping right around 7 a.m. There's nothing really out there that shows why it should have sold off. And it was the Elon Musk news telling me about Bitcoin. <laughs> and I immediately knew he had become a Bitcoiner. And Bitcoin had a new path, not the moon, but Mars. That's right. It went to 38K in two hours and then Coinbase fucked it up. <laughs> That's right. Coinbase fucked it up and then it dropped all the way back down under 34K and Binance fucked it up and then everybody fucked it up and Robinhood fucked it up. And then, yeah, everything just just died. <laughs> That's that's how it ended on Friday. Uh, yeah, everything crashed. Everything crashed. I think Coinbase hit in the top five apps and everything crashed. We, we couldn't sustain registrations. How the fuck is this happening here in 2021? Come on, people. Jeez, Louise. Come on. Seriously, Brian Armstrong. Seriously. How are you doing this, bud? Seriously, bud. Seriously. You cannot sustain the blue app at this point for registrations. Seriously. Come on. You can't onboard him this fast. Really? Come on. Seriously? Come on. <laughs> well, he couldn't. So we didn't get any higher than 38K. Who knows? Who knows what happened there? Was that market manipulation? Were they trying to copy the whole <laughs> Robin Hood fiasco this week? Who knows? We'll never know. But yeah, we, we got stopped short. We, we, were, we were running. That 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 Elon Musk news was fire. It was golden fire. <laughs> you know that that lit a torch. It was running, um, but yeah, it it everything halted. Everything halted, and it was just you know it just stopped everything. But uh, but yeah, it was unfortunate because we were we were really running. We got a total market cap right now of uh, one trillion. That's right. We're we're just above one trillion dollars total market cap. Uh, we got Bitcoin at thirty three k, Ethereum at one point three k. Everything's looking really solid right now in, in the crypto space, man. Like all these alts are looking pretty solid. Not gonna lie, they're looking pretty good. We have a chain leak at twenty two dollars. They've been seeing a tremendous pump here recently. We have XRP seeing its um coin rise for whatever reason um if you're if you're if you're somebody who's investing in xrp man good luck with that 
like you're going to seriously going to get hurt if uh if uh if you keep holding that uh gosh that that is going to hurt you so bad seeing that crash gosh oh man that's going to suck uh, <laughs> man there's easier ways to make money than XRP that's for sure especially in the crypto space um Gosh, see Dogecoin at four cents. Yeah, I, I saw Dogecoin here on my blockfolio. What was it on Friday or Thursday? It, it was some day my brother was calling me saying he was talking about Doge. And then I looked at my blockfolio and it was like worth a thousand dollars. I have like, uh, I forget how much Doge I have that I bought years ago. Um, How much was it? Which Doge? Uh, yeah, I have like 11,000 of Doge. <laughs> yeah, so it's like $400 now, but it was like, it was literally like $1,000 on Thursday or whatever day that was. I was like, what is going on? Um, and then I forgot I had sent everybody Doge. I think it was like a year ago in the Telegram. And <laughs> somebody sent a messenger like, Thanks for the $50 of Doge car. I was like, oh, snap. I forgot. I sent everybody like $5 of Doge like a year ago. That was awesome. Um, but everything else, the only thing I'm looking at here recently, we we did we did an alt special here in January where I kind of sent out everybody my, my alts that I picked this year and basically gave you a rundown of what alts that I see. And um, so far... So far, out of all those alts, uh, literally one. Uh, here, where's the other one? One, two. Here, where is it? Three. <laughs> I think three out of the. Three out of the seven have already like two X or three X. Yeah, two out of the seven have already three X in like three weeks. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's, so like it's one of those things where like you know Carnos is shit, you know. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where like you know people like to say like oh you know you know don't don't listen to the people who say they they know what they're talking about. It's like no, it, it, it's the people who have uh, shown time after time after time after time they know what they're talking about are the ones you should be listening to, not the ones who say. Uh, you should be listening to them and they haven't proven anything. Um, it's the one who's have proven things time after time, after time, after time. Uh, but yeah, I think there's like three out of the seven have already three X here in, in a matter of a few weeks. And we released that uh, two, two or three weeks ago, I think it was. Uh, but yeah. Um, so congratulations to the people who got that altcoin special uh, and um you know, got in in time. Um, but yeah, those are just the, those are the, those are the alts. And I even broke them down into like, you know, which ones I considered, you know, cause it, and to be honest with you, the, the safest asset is Bitcoin. And, and quite frankly, you shouldn't even be investing it into alts if you don't have at least one Bitcoin, in my opinion. And, and quite frankly, even then I would say con continue to invest more into, into Bitcoin, uh, you know, even after that, but if, if you absolutely want to gamble even more than that, then I can't stop you. Right. But if you're, if you want my advice on what alts, you know, I think have been vetted, then I can give you some that I think are, you know, the best after that. Right. And so I, I break it down into which ones I consider the second, third and, you know, tier, you know, second tier, third tier, and then really, really big gambles. Right. So, uh, and I kind of break it down that way. I think, uh, I think the only one that I'm kind of interested in right now uh, is Polkadot. That's the only one that I'm really interested in to dive into here, finishing it off here this week. Um, there's still time with that one. It's right now, it's at $15.96. There's still time on it. It looks like it's crashing, which is good. I want to see it crash. I want to see it go down in price a little further. Uh, it's already ran a little bit. Um... The only thing I don't like on Polkadot is the circulating supply. I really don't like that. Um, I really don't like the circulating supply. I like the fact that it hasn't made its way to Coinbase yet. I do like that, though. I do like that because that means there's still room for U.S. buyers. That's what that means. 
but that's the those are the two those that's the only thing i like about it that it hasn't made its way to coinbase yet um other than that um i think i think that's it i think that's all i'm seeing right now as far as these alts nothing else is grabbing my attention it really takes a lot these days to grab my attention as far as an alt i've seen it all at this point um yeah, I really seen it all at this point. You know, I, I will I will give a shout out to to one specific alt that is really doing something that I might have I might have I'm not gonna say I missed on it, but I might have um <laughs> not gonna, definitely not gonna say I missed on it, but I might have uh, underestimated it. Let's say that. How about that? Might have underestimated it, and that's and that's Ave right. And that's Ave. I might have underestimated it. And that's definitely last year, you know, because we were looking at it and I didn't have it on my list and I definitely ignored it for the longest time. But you have my attention now, Ave. You have my attention. I'm still ignoring you, but you have my attention. <laughs> I'm watching you now just from the corner of my eye. I'm watching you now as a project from the corner of my eye. Ave. But that's it. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a tough critic these days, man. I really am. Yeah. If you look at me now from, from years past, way tough critic when it comes to alts. But you have to be. Uh, you have to be, man. You really have to be. Uh I sniff this shit out really fast. <laughs> I really do. Um, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not soft like these Ethereum guys who who look at everything and like, yeah, come on. No, I'm really tough on them. You have to be, right? Um, you have to be. Okay, with that, let's get on to the end of the show. Let's play pretend. You treat this night like it'll happen again. 
right, ladies and gentlemen, another Thriller Coin Talk is Dunsey Thank you so much for listening. If you guys like more of what we do here, head over to thrillerpremium.com. From there, you'll be able to sign up for all the free stuff that we do here once a month. If you guys want to subscribe, it's $7 a month. That's right. It's only seven buckaroos, fiat dollars. Or you can subscribe with crypto or Bitcoin and get 50% off. No ads, no shilling, just premium, baby. Buy Bitcoin, save the world. See you next time. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to the podcast with our Gonzalez. Yeah, the time.